It's this time each and every Friday, every Erev Shabbos, with great pleasure we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Lech Lecha. With Parshas Lech Lecha, we are off and running with Jewish history. According to the Chinuch, there is one mitzvah of the Taryag in Parshas Lech Lecha, and that is found in chapter 17 at the end of the Parsha, namely the mitzvah of Bris Mila, circumcision, that Avram Avinu entered into a bris, and each and every time a Jewish baby is circumcised, the blessing that the father recites is, Lachniso Bavriso Shal Avram Avinu, to enter the baby into the covenant of Avram, our father. One would be remiss if one did not point out that starting from the first two words in the parsha, Lech Lecha, Avram is to leave his birthplace, homeland, and go to the land that God would show him off, show him and show the world his very special personality. So the land of Israel is literally front and center. The parsha begins with, the parsha ends with, at the mitzvah of circumcision, at that time, HaKadosh Baruch Hu reassures Avram again, you do yours, I'll do mine. You do yours, circumcision, I will assure, ensure that the land of Israel is yours and your descendants ad olam, forever. And that is why, interesting, tonight, when we have to wash and bench, and tomorrow, when we have to wash and bench, the first bracha of Birkas HaMazon is very understandable. Baruch Hashem, Hazon HaSakol. Thank you, Hashem, for the food that we are privileged to eat. The second bracha is, we thank God for the land of Israel. Okay, one could appreciate that our being sustained throughout the world is because Hashem sustains the land of Israel and through the blessing that He sends down to and for the land of Israel all of us as well receive blessing throughout the world. But note, what do we say regarding and in praise of the land of Israel? We say, no We give thanks to you, Hashem Lokeinu. A good, spacious land. And then we go on and we thank Hashem for certain very specific things. Namely, we thank Him for Thank you for taking us out of Egypt. And and for your covenant which you sealed in our flesh. What in the world is circumcision doing in the second bracha of the Birkas HaMazom? And for your Torah. So the same way that it's clear to us that Torah 
and Eretz Yisrael go hand in hand. So much so that that is the reason He gave us the land of Israel, so that we could, should observe His Torah therein. Similarly, point out our rabbis, our claim to the land of Israel is because of our observing the mitzvah of circumcision. And lest anybody be troubled and say, wait a minute, isn't there another nation as well that circumcises, nearly the Arabs? The Shaloh HaKadosh already anticipated that question and he answers that their circumcision is incomplete, ours is complete, Mila and Priya, and therefore we are assured, as the Torah promises us in chapter 17 of this week's parsha, that we will retain the land of Israel, as the Torah says in 17.8, La'achuzas olam, as an everlasting possession. I'd like to focus this morning on three words found in Parshas Lech Lecha that in reality can summarize really all of Jewish existence from the beginning of our peoplehood with Avraham till and through this very day. The three words that excite me so much are found in chapter 15 of this week's parsha, Pasuk 5. The, con- the background here is as follows. Avraham has just defeated the four kings who defeated the five kings. He's victorious in the war. But... Hashem comes to him at the beginning of chapter 15 and says, Don't worry, Avram, your reward is very great. And Avram says, Thanks, but no thanks. After all, I am still Holech Ariri. I am childless. And it appears that the one that's going to take over, quote, my business, even my business of monotheism, is none other than Damesek. Eliezer, and the rabbis say, and Rashi brings that message, means that he was the loyal student. He was able to give over Avram's teachings and lectures. And so Avram basically cries out to God and says, You have not given me a child. So Hashem assures Avram that Eliezer will not be the one to inherit him, but rather a child that would come from within Avraham will inherit him. And here it comes, chapter 15, verse 5, Literally, he took him, Hashem takes Avraham outside, and he says, Literally, look up to the sky. Count the stars. Can you count them? And God said to him, Hashem said to Avram, So shall your offspring be. I would be honored if you bring a Chumash with Rashi to the table. And look at the Rashi 
of chapter 15, Pasuk 5. And Rashi brings three interpretations on these words, Vayotzei Oso Hachutza, he took him outside. The first interpretation, the Fipshuto, the literal understanding is, Hotzio, he took him out, Me'oholo, from his tent, from his home, Lachutz, outside, Lerosa Kochavim. You get a much better view of the stars when you're outside than looking through the window of your house. Good. Ulefi Medrasho, Rashi goes to the second interpretation, that of the Medrash. Omalo, God said to him, Say, go out, not literally out of the house. Say, me it's Tagninus Shelcha. Get out of your astrological system. Namely, Shereisa Bimazolos. Yes, Avraham, who was familiar with the study and the science of astrology. You saw in the stars, Avram, that you are not going to have a son. You're right. Avram, that's your name now. Avram will not have a child. Avraham, but Avram will have a child. And so too your wife, Sarai, Telet, Sarah, please God, will have a child. So Rashi brings the second opinion from the Gemara Nedarim that God is saying, He took him out of his astrology. As if to say, there are rules of astrology. They apply to you, but I'm going to change the rules. But now, listen to this. Hotzio Hashem took Avram out literally Michalolo Shel Olam. He took him out of the cavity of this world. And he literally placed him above the stars, and that's what it means. Habit no. Habit says Rashi is Look down. He put him above the world and he said, I want to show you that you and your progeny after you, you and the Jewish people after you will be you will be in a supernatural existence as the Ramban says in many places in the Torah, at the end of Acharemos and in Hazinu, that all other nations have their guardian angel, except the Jewish people who are governed by God and God alone. And so, this concept of Ein Mazal L'Yisrael, what does it mean? It doesn't mean like, unfortunately, the New York Times understands, when it quotes from Nature magazine. In 1993, Nature, a scientific magazine, had an article by a George Lewis, who entitled the article, Casualties and Damage of the Gulf War. And he said, it doesn't make sense that all of these missiles which were fired upon Israel and the casualties and the damage was so little. So we never find in a scientific journal the word luck. But they concluded, Israel is lucky. And we say, 
excuse me, Ein Mazol Yisrael, which is a Gemara in Shabbos, 156a at the bottom. It doesn't mean, God forbid, that the Jewish people have no luck. It means we are not bound by any of the norm. And so I will share with you, which everybody should know, but you should be so proud of this. This past summer, during the war with Hamas, an Iron Dome battery commander had this to say. A missile was fired from Gaza. The Iron Dome precisely calculated its trajectory. He said we know where these missiles are going to land, down to a radius of 200 meters. This particular missile was going to hit either the Azraeli Towers, the Kiryat, which is the Israel's equivalent of the Pentagon, or a central Tel Aviv railway station. In any event, hundreds, if not more, could have died. We fired the first interceptor. It missed. We fired the second interceptor. It missed. And this itself was very rare. I, reports this commander, was in shock. At this point, we had just four seconds until the missile lands. We had already notified emergency services to converge on the target location and had warned of a mass casualty incident. Suddenly, Iron Dome, which calculates wind speeds, among other things, showed a major wind coming from the east. A strong wind that sends the missile into the sea. We were all stunned. I stood up and shouted, There is a God. I witnessed this miracle with my own eyes. It was not told or reported to me. I saw the hand of God send that missile into the sea. And if you don't mind, I'd like to change just one word based upon this morning's Torah reading. Hashem sent that missile, Hachutzah, literally outside, because the Jewish people are outside the realm of the norm and the natural. Our very existence. How do we begin the Pesach Seder? Holach Ma'anya. And we say, Hoshata Hocha. This year, now we are here. Everybody understands that to mean now we are here, but next year we're going to be, please God, right? So, but you should know, stop, that is the miracle. The very survival of the Jewish people is the greatest miracle of all. And therefore, I believe that God's going beyond the natural on behalf of the Jewish people is a call to us, and it behooves us that we have to respond in kind. He goes beyond the norm for us. We have to reciprocate in time. And therefore, we've got to do not the norm, we've got to go beyond the norm. It's wonderful that we come to shul on time. No, you've got to come a few minutes earlier. There's no comparison when you start davening exactly when they start, or you have the opportunity to reflect 
a minute or two or even maybe three before they start. What a different davening it is when your talus and tefillin is on, when they start with the first brachos. I'll never forget, I was at a levaya and a son was eulogizing his father who was so meticulous and careful about coming to shul on time that his father told him that when you come on time, you're already late. What a powerful idea. We all give tzedakah. But Vayotseo Soachutza says, come on, we can give that little more which is going to make that difference because everybody gives that little more. There's a lot of a difference which is now being raised. And so it is. You come home from a hard day's work and you're tired and you probably are justified in being tired. And maybe it's even the seventh game of the World Series. And that's what you might want to do. But the Jew, Vayotzei Osoha has a Chavrusa. And he'll push himself to go. And that's what makes us the very special people that we are. And that will bring us, please God, to the finish line. Shabbat Shalom to all.